Grab your flip-flops. Let's go. Guys, Mike here. And I have the privilege of my brother-in-law being in the room. Uh, he's going to jump on the podcast with us today, and we're going to chat about travel with kids. I don't mean like one or two. I mean four kids, two twins, under the age of 18 months when we went. So let's jump into this one. Grab your flip-flops and let's go. We're so excited to share this podcast with you and bring on special guests. Travel with Flip-Flops is all about family travel, providing you tips and tricks to make your family travel that much easier. Enjoy this podcast and please make sure to subscribe and share it with all your friends. Last year, around this time, we went over and visited uh, my brother and sister-in-law and just started chatting about the possibility of doing a trip together. And their eyes lit up, our eyes lit up, and it was a magical moment. And we decided to do a trip. And we started to look into Florida and different places where we could take them. In February of 2019, we took a trip to Florida. Andrew and my sister-in-law and their four kids joined us on the trip. There was a little nerf. I absolutely loved it. We had our two kids and they had their four kids. So all in all, there were six kids. Made for a great podcast. I want to introduce you to Andrew. Say hi, Andrew. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Andrew, so you're from Ottawa. Yeah, we're in Ottawa, yep. Uh, originally from Toronto. Area, yep. He is a Leaf fan. That's right. And he is in my basement, and I'm not a Leaf fan, but hey, whatever. It's uh, no sense year for this year, so go Leafs go. I did say that. So we're going to chat a little about, about our trip to Florida. How was it for you? Uh, it was a lot of fun. There was yeah. ups and downs for sure, but uh, <laughs> it was fun. Uh, well, my wife and I have four kids, as you've said, and uh, our oldest is six. The second oldest is four, and our two youngest are twins, and they... They're about 20 months now. 20 months. Yeah. So it's three girls and a boy. So the last one is a boy. <laughs> and they don't sit. They like to run around. Amazing energy for being kids. Lots of energy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so when we decided to do the trip, that was the concern about the kids. Just thinking about how are you going to handle a four, three-hour flight. Uh, in the preparation, what kind of conversations took place between your wife? Was there that concern? Uh, there was definitely concern. And we knew it wouldn't be easy, but... We knew, I mean, once we get there, we're there and it's going to be a lot of fun and it would be basically the same as home. You know, we can handle the kids at yeah. home, so we'd be fine there. With a pool and palm trees. Yeah, so it'd be nice. And it was just a matter of getting there and then getting home and yeah. we'd kind of push through that. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't too worrisome, but we definitely knew it wasn't going to be easy. So it wasn't easy. And that's a really cool point. When you make the decision to travel as a family, you are building that family unit, but you know those little, there'll be hiccups along the way, but like you said, there's no different there than there is at home. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, it's definitely good. Um, I've always heard that family travel, when your kids are really young, you know, it's not really a vacation, it's a relocation. I was kind of afraid of that for a while, and then I realized, you know what, yeah, that's partly true, you know, you are just kind of relocating, it's not going to be a relaxing vacation where you just sit on the beach all day. It doesn't really matter. You're still going to enjoy yep. it. You're still going to have fun and you're still going to make memories. Keeping that in mind sort of made sure that we enjoyed ourselves no matter what happened. So let's rewind to December when you told the kids. How excited were they to find out they're going to Florida? They're going on an airplane. What was their excitement? They were extremely excited, right? I mean, our kids had never flown, never been anywhere really. Mm -hmm. Like we've done some short, you know, few hour yep. car trips and stuff like that, but never really gone anywhere and the twins hadn't gone anywhere either. 
Um, so it, they were super, super pumped. Well, our oldest Peyton at first, she was actually, well, the way we told her, <laughs> she kind of thought that only the kids were going and that the parents were. And yeah. so she kind of got a bit upset there. So we had to straighten that out. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was a lot of fun seeing how excited they were when they realized oh, we're all going and we're going with, you know, Uncle Mike and Auntie Ashley and their kids <laughs> too. The day we were leaving, you know, it was, it was a Sunday, a nice long day at, at home with the family. All the bags are packed. Uh, walk us through the excitement because I want the families to really understand uh, yeah, it's fun to travel. It's hard on the parents, but those memories that Peyton and her, or your kids are going to make or that Kelsey and Madison will make for their life while you're on vacation is really important. So how was their excitement the day of the trip? Did they sleep the night before? Um, they actually did sleep surprisingly okay. well. Like our kids are generally good sleepers. Okay. And even, you know, even on Christmas morning, they still <laughs> sleep decently well. So I wouldn't say there was too con- too many concerns about that, but they were definitely pumped. It was a bit difficult because we left kind of later in the afternoon. And I think if we were doing it again, we'd want to move that time up just so we get into Florida and get settled in, you know, earlier in the evening rather than being like 1130 at night by the time we're actually getting the kids to bed. Um, But there was a lot of excitement. Um, I don't think our second oldest, Harper, really understood what we were about to do. And certainly the twins didn't. They were all excited. My favorite line from Harper was, oh, look, the, air, the wings are still on, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good thing if you're flying. Uh, great point. Uh, when you're, we talk a lot about choosing flights when you're traveling with kids to find out, you know, to go around their sleep time or go through the wake-up time so that they're not too grumpy. Uh, the trick with our flight was we left at 4, which pushed us through the dinner time, which pushed us through the time that they fall asleep. And when you land, you've got to get your car, you've got to... Get off the airplane, get your bag. So it pushes your nighttime for your kids. So the kids were great. Uh, you know, they had a couple of cries, a couple of here's and there. But it's a great tip for families. Pick mm-hmm. during either a nap time when you fly before they, and then they fall asleep on the airplane or do an early morning flight. That way they're wide awake and they might enjoy it and be more stimulated throughout the flight. Yeah, like I think if I was doing it again, I would prefer that early morning mm-hmm. flight um, just because we're not so worried about the kids being all rangy and, and tired out by yeah. the time it's done. Now, when you're on the airplane, because uh, this is, you know, because parents get really concerned on what do I do if my kid cries? What if I know my, if my kid has a complete meltdown? Was that something that ran through you and your wife's head? Well, certainly it was. And okay. I mean, we did hear some good tips well, from you before yeah, <laughs> <laughs> about just not worrying about it. And, you know, realistically, obviously, we don't want to bother the other people. But at the end of the day, we're never going to see those people again anyways. Exactly. Um, and we're all... Everybody on the plane is going somewhere fun. So hopefully everyone's starting off in a good mood at least. And they all understand. I mean, well, a lot of people have kids and a lot of people that don't have kids have experience with kids. Mm -hmm. And you can't control kids to a certain degree, right? I mean, you do your best as parents. But at the end of the day, your kid's your kid. That kid is their own person and they're going to behave the way they behave. So you do the best you can. But really having it in the back of our minds that just don't worry about it. And it's okay if they cry a little bit, it's fine. People will get over it and we'll get over it and the kid will get over it and it's all going to be fine. Um, One thing with the traveling that we did, because the twins were under two, we had the option of not buying a seat and we did not buy a seat for both the twins. And the way the flights were booked, there was a chance that we wouldn't have, or that we would have an extra seat, which would have been nice. And we did, um, to a certain degree on the way down, we did have an extra seat. Personally, maybe it's just me being cheap, but I found that it wouldn't have been worth it to actually pay for a seat for the twins. Um, They want to be moving around anyways. And there was, for us, with the help there, obviously Mm -hmm. it made it so it was a little easier to kind of hand the kids off to other 
people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wouldn't have been worth buying an extra seat when, you know, they would have been fine without. And they were fine without yeah. it. We've talked a lot about calling the airline and saying you travel with infants. And the airlines usually are in support of parents saying, hey, you know, we'll try to book a, put a seat aside or whatever. And WestJet was great. Mm-hmm. WestJet actually put aside two seats. Was it two seats? It was. Yeah, they put aside two seats realizing that they're traveling with, with young kids and four of them. Uh, and it was phenomenal. So we've talked a lot about that. Don't be afraid to call the airline and tell them, hey, here's what we're doing. We're traveling with this. What can you do for us? And they will give you nine out of ten times that free seat unless the flight's full. Yeah, like on the way down with the WestJet flight, we did end up with one of those seats yeah. being filled. But it was still okay. We had one extra seat beside us. We didn't pay for it, so we didn't feel like, oh, we should have that mm-hmm. extra seat or anything. We knew it was kind of a gift. If it happens, yeah. great. If it doesn't, we're okay with it. Um, but it made it for an even better experience yeah. when when WestJet was so good that way. Mm-hmm. So we land in Florida. As Andrew said, we should have done an earlier morning flight or earlier day. So we got to Florida if you had to get your car. We rented a house. We got to uh, our house and it was late. It was like 11 o'clock at night. So it kind of threw off everything. But through the whole trip, what kind of memories do your kids talk about now? Um, well, one of the things that they refer to, especially our second oldest, Harper, she refers to the alligator that we saw <laughs> in the swamp, um, right in the complex yeah. area. So that was definitely a, a highlight seeing that. Um, but a lot of the things, too, are we went to the beach. We did stay yeah. in Orlando, yeah. um, but we did get a chance to go to kind of the golf side and the Atlantic side. And just getting to be out on the beach was yeah. really nice. A lot of pool time, like at the house in the backyard, the kids really uh, refer to that a lot, um, and the pool in the kind of the complex yeah. as well. Those I think were really the highlights, and that was yeah. really not doing anything expensive. It was just hanging out, being at the pool, building memories, and it was good memories for yeah. sure. So when we did our trip, we decided not to do um, a resort. We decided to rent a house. We decided to look for a house with a private pool, five bedrooms, so a bedroom for uh, you know the, all each set of kids to share. It's like my daughter shared, the two older daughter or two older daughters shared for Andrew's side and the twin shared a room. Uh, they had a Winnie the Pooh room. It was really cute. Uh, so we found a house with a private pool, but we also wanted that resort feel. So we found a resort or hotel or house, sorry, that had a full resort with water slides. You'll see a video on our on our YouTube coming up soon. Uh, and we stayed at a beautiful house called the Mickey Mouse Villa and was four minutes from Disney. We didn't do Disney, but it was right there. There's an opportunity to do it. So if you are looking for a way to be inexpensive, this is a great way to be inexpensive for a family to go. Uh, we went to the beach. Well, you guys went to the beach twice. It was two hours to Clearwater, an hour and a half-ish to yeah, around that. Uh, Daytona. Um, and when we went to the beach, the kids loved it. Their feet were in the sand. We got attacked by seagulls. Uh, we got to experience the waves. got to experience the really, 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 really cold water. Uh, and then we took the older kids. Well, you took older Peyton, which is the or oldest of your family. And I took Kelsey and we went shopping. Does Peyton talk about that time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. She uh, One of the things was there was a lot of pelicans that we found <laughs> at the one beach, yeah. um, just eating fish and stuff like that, where there were some fishermen. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was talking about that just the other day. And it was a lot of fun um, walking around a nice little boardwalk, mm-hmm. Medea Beach or something like that. <laughs> Medea Beach, we'll go Medea with that. Beach, yeah. Kelsey has it on her lifeguards, but she wears it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a nice experience. Now, we were hoping to get to see the sunset on yeah. the on the beach. But it was raining. And it rained. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a beautiful area um, all along that whole uh, golf side. And then you guys went to the other side to Cocoa Beach, right? That's right. What Cocoa was that beach. experience? Because we weren't with you. What mm-hmm. was that experience like? Uh, again, it was a lot of fun. Um 
I noticed, or it made me really appreciate the golf side even more. Yeah. Because going to the golf side, going to Clearwater, I didn't realize how beautiful that beach was. Um, and then when I went to Cocoa Beach, and it's beautiful too, and there's tons of people there. However, the sand isn't as white. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just a different beach. Yeah. There was actually a lot of jellyfish, which was quite interesting too, and a bunch that had kind of washed up onto the, the sand. So it was a different experience. It was kind of neat. Um, we did a nice long walk there and um, cool. enjoyed that quite a bit. Went to Ron John's uh, surf shop, of yeah. course. Um, <laughs> but it was just a really neat experience getting out to see the ocean. And that was the first time, like those two mm-hmm. beaches, uh, was kind of the first beach experience for our kids. Too. That's awesome. Yeah, if you go to Clearwater, uh, the water, the sand is a white crystal sand. Um, it's because it's on the Gulf Coast, warmer water, which means whiter sand. I just shrugged my shoulders and I guess so. But it's beautiful. Both sides have their great aspects. And watch the sunset at one beach or sunrise at one beach. When we were there, we also had the privilege. We've talked about before. I had Kelsey in a podcast. We talked about tree trek, the indoor, the uh, the tree climbing. Uh, we brought Andrew and uh, his oldest along. What was the experience like? Um, it was a lot of fun to get a chance to do that. I've personally done something similar to that here, uh, not too far from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Peyton had never done anything like that. And I know she was a bit nervous going, mm-hmm. knowing that um, like she kind of has to clip and unclip yeah. herself. And But we thought it was great that uh, the staff there was willing to kind of help her and help her to learn how to do it and kind of walked her, uh, walked us through the uh, yeah. the first training session. The first couple of things she did really well and, and had no problem with. Now, she's only six years yeah. old, right? And she could definitely reach the height that you need to reach. Um, but she had struggled a little bit with the uh, the clipping and unclipping. Yeah. So when it came to the zip line, I think she kind of got a bit nervous because there's an extra contraption you have to yeah. put put on the, the rail or whatever. And so that I think she got a bit nervous from that. Um, but she definitely had fun. Yeah. And then when we did start to do the, the kids course, um, it was I think it was probably higher than she thought it was going to yeah, be too. Good and eight feet up. It was definitely up there. And I mean, as a, a six-year-old here, it's definitely a new experience yeah. for her. Um, but she got to do some of the obstacles and had a lot of fun doing them. And we didn't get too, too far. And then she kind of, you know, kind of called it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was glad that she got that experience. She got that opportunity to, to do it. Mm-hmm. And the staff was really great. Uh, took care of us and made sure that Peyton felt comfortable. And then he helped her down too when yeah. she got to the point where she couldn't go any further. They were great. Uh, the actual recommended age, and we were emailing back before, but before we went, was seven or eight. And I said, she's six. And they said, well, we'll make sure to have our, our staff there. And they were phenomenal. I just watched the way, I don't remember his name. I should remember his name. Drew? Drew. I think it was Drew. It was Drew. It probably was Drew. I well, think Drew, was Drew, I remember because my name's Andrew, right? Oh, and his yeah. name was Drew. So, <laughs> so yeah. it was Drew. Uh, he was great. Yeah. Uh, just the, the the patience he shows with the kids uh, is what I loved about it. So if you're looking for something to do in Orlando, Tree Trek is an incredible experience. Uh, you can find it on the link or the video on our on our social media channels. Check it out because it was a lot of fun. We've talked at Ignazium about it, but I wanted to hear from Andrew's side how his daughter felt about it. Florida was a lot of fun. Now, we wrap up the trip, get on the airplane, come home a little different than, than the trip there. Orlando on the way home, we flew Orlando, Montreal to Ottawa. The flight from Orlando to Montreal was good, but then we got on the airplane to go from Montreal to Ottawa and everything kind of fell apart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, was definitely some challenges and really made me appreciate direct flights. Yeah. And like as a family, if you know, you know, you can afford to book direct, mm-hmm. then do it. Um, it's just a little bit easier. If you want to do the roundabout way, I mean, it's fine, mm-hmm. but you just have to know that it might not go perfectly well and be okay with that. 
And I think that's the big thing with family travel is just knowing to kind of lower your expectations for everything. Not everything's going to go perfect. And if you know that going in, then, you know, you can be at ease with things. Um, But yeah, that the first flight from Orlando to Montreal was quite good. The only thing was that my wife and I noticed that for our boarding passes, we didn't actually get a connecting flight boarding pass for all of the family. We only had, I think, Harper's. So we were missing almost everyone else's. So just Harper came home, they stayed. Basically, that was <laughs> what we were going to do. So like, okay, well, fine, we'll have to stay. Yeah. Um, so that made it a bit tricky when we were in Montreal, even before we could get to the connecting flight, because you have to go through customs mm-hmm. to reach your connecting flight. But you need to have a connecting boarding pass. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have them. So that made for a bit of a an additional stress because then we had to find, you know, well, where do we yeah. go to get this printed yeah. so that we can get through customs so that we can hustle over to where we need to be. Um, so we did actually literally run through the airport um, <laughs> trying full to get Full out there. running with strollers and everything. Just but full out running. The best part was we did have a double stroller. Yeah. And I would definitely recommend if you have young kids, bring your stroller because you can check it at the gate of an airplane, right? Yeah. So then they take it and put it under. Then when you get off the airplane, it's brought right back up for you and you have it in the airport. So that made it so that traveling within the airport was easy. Yeah. And when we were running, we had the twins in the stroller and our second oldest sitting on the stroller as well yeah. as we were running through the airport <laughs> towards the gate. And then we found out that the plane was delayed. Yeah. So we had with. a, what, 45 minute in between c- clearing customs. And we were worried about that at first, uh, but there was about 45 minutes. So great point Andrew said, if you, we didn't want to pick an earlier flight for some reason, and that would have been a direct flight, or maybe it was cost. I, I think it was cost. We cost. were definitely so trying to keep them down. Take a look at doing a direct flight, no matter what the time is, because it's a lot easier than facing what we faced. We got to the gate, found there was a delay, got on the airplane, spent an hour and a half on the airplane, oh, and yeah. then we were delayed. So they, the, kid, the twins, I'll use them as an example, were perfect for first flight. Second flight, they were great, and they would have been perfect if they made it home in that flight, but because they got delayed by three hours, they started to unravel. And it's expected, but you guys handled it great because you didn't care about the people around you. And I mean, actually, didn't a lady take like a... Yeah, actually, there was a lady in front of us that actually picked up Nolan, our, our son there, and just uh, kind of was playing with him. And, and everyone around us was actually really good yeah. about it. Um, they all wanted to get going, too, and yeah. they understood that the twins were frustrated and crying. Um, they wanted to cry, too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> some of them. But, I mean, they're adults, and they pulled it together. And, and everyone seemed to be, like, quite okay with, uh, you know, there was a bit of tam- tantrums and stuff. But everyone mm-hmm. was okay. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it wasn't like people were rude to us because our, our kids are yeah. being upset. They were felt like we're all in it together, I yeah. think. And that's a great point about the people that stepped up and helped. So personal uh, service announcement. If you see family around you, don't be afraid to assist them. Don't be afraid to help them. Don't be afraid to ask them if they want. They might turn around and say, no, they can handle it. But at least you've offered. And they know that you're calm, they're calm, their kids are freaking out. But just let it happen because I wanted to get mad. Actually, I did get mad. I get upset because I don't get it. Just give me updates. Uh, and great side note with that is in Canada now there's a law. We were unfortunately delayed two hours and 47 minutes. If you make it to three-hour mark, they, they have to provide you some kind of compensation. So, but they didn't give us anything, but that's fine. That was just how it worked with Air Canada. Um, all in all, it was a good flight. We made it home safe. The pilot knew how to land the airplane, how to take it well, off. Well, that's the thing, right? It, it was mechanical issues yeah. is what we were told. So I'd rather the flight be delayed than to get up in the air and then them <laughs> beep, to beep, notice, beep. Uh, we got mechanical <laughs> issues. 
So, I mean, you can't blame them too much. I mean, stuff does happen. It does happen. And uh, just trying to be patient and to, uh, you know, go with the flow it mm-hmm. was the, the key there. Um, it was frustrating, though, because we were thinking, well, you know, we've got a 25-minute flight, Montreal to Ottawa, and we're home. We're on the plane now. Yeah. We're good to go. Taxiing out there. And then to hear the announcement yeah. of the mechanical issues, that was like, oh, man. This, it happens, yeah. How long is this going to take? And then there's people next to us looking up, you know, Uber, like how much would it cost to Uber from Montreal to Ottawa yeah. and things like that. So then it's like, okay, well, well, how effect, long are right? we actually going to be here? Yeah. That was, it wasn't necessarily well communicated. So it was, it was a bit challenging that way. But yeah. I mean, we got home, we were happy and uh, it was a great trip. So. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, and another side note, when you have a 13-year-old daughter, don't expect them to charge everything because we got on the airplane and Kelsey's like, Oh, my iPad's dead. Well, why did you not charge it? I forgot. So now she. So make sure your kids, no matter how old they're, even if they're 18, make sure that this stuff is fully charged. For yeah. sure. And technology. I mean, I know we don't want to give, you know, oh here, kids, sit with your iPad all it's day a or whatever. Though. But honestly, <laughs> you need it sometimes, yeah. and it, it can help a lot. So I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, one of the things I didn't realize is that, and I haven't traveled a lot. Um, but a lot of the planes and any of the ones that we were in don't actually have the TV screen in the headrest. Yeah. Like I remember going different places quite yeah. a while ago and they did, yeah. but they don't really have that so much anymore, at least on the flights that we were on. So you do rely on your yeah, They're all moving iPad. to iPads. I didn't yeah. know that. That was a thing these days. So you need your own device. Yeah. So you want to make sure you have that. I tried to watch The Five Horsemen, some movie, and I really got into it. But then I had this little thing beside me named Harper and Peyton that kept talking to me. So I eventually turned off my movie and watched Dora. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you love Dora, so. Our big thing is family travel, building memories uh, that will last a lifetime. What kind of memories do you and your wife walk away from that in five years from now? You look up, I remember that memory. I remember this time. I remember when that happened. Um, I think for sure the Cocoa Beach one, there'll be Mm -hmm. lots of memories from that. Um, Because the kids, we were building a pretty cool sand castle. That's cool digging out some sand and stuff and it was just a lot of fun and then um tenley our our youngest or the twin the girl twin um she just absolutely loved getting into the ocean there and she wouldn't like she wouldn't leave it (laughs) it's like she just wanted to go in further and further and we're like well we can't like let her in too far knowing also the jellyfish too she must be a surfer that's why maybe i don't know so for sure those beaches um was a lot of fun and i'll definitely remember that um and I, I mean, ever since then, I'm like, oh man, I wish I was at the beach. Mm-hmm. You got the <laughs> travel bug. <laughs> yeah, well, we did. My wife and I did go before we had kids to the Bahamas, and the resort we stayed at was just beautiful. And I had like that was about seven years ago before we had kids, and I've dreamed about going back there. Like literally, had dreams about it <laughs> probably like five or six times. Where like I wake up and I and I'm like, oh man, I'm not actually in the Bahamas. I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, definitely, I, I guess, good memories with the kids at the beach would be one of the biggest things that I'd remember. That's awesome. When you go away, let it go. Don't worry about it. It's not the same world that you live back in your home here. Have fun. Build memories. Really fun stuff. We had some really good memories. Uh, I made ones with my kids, but I also remember I took uh, had the chance to hang around with Harper, their second oldest. She just wanted to go shopping. So I took it to, if you've ever been to or to Orlando, there's gift shops everywhere. And all she wanted to do was go in these little gift shops. So we went in and was, she just ran around. Her face was lit up. It was just fun. It was a fun time. <laughs> the big thing I would say is, is if you're doing family travel with a lot of kids, like yeah. we were, just 
you know, let it go and yeah. lower your expectations. Like for myself, one of the things I really wanted to do was go for a long beach run. Yeah, I remember when I was that. there. And I had envisioned going for like, you know, a 20 kilometer run on the beach. He runs, by the way, I don't. Yeah. And I realized when we got there, you know, that's not necessarily the best thing to do. That's going to take me an hour and a half or more. Yeah. And so I, I went for a half hour run. So I lowered the expectations down and mm. I still loved it. It was a great time, mm. um, but I didn't take away, you know, yeah. an hour and a half of time leaving my wife to kind of struggle <laughs> with the kids. Yeah. So uh, Smart husband. Andrew, thank you for coming to do the podcast with us. Uh, what we've really chatted about, again, is just family travel, just enjoying it. When you go on a trip, just enjoy what you do. Grab your flip-flops, guys. Have fun out there. Experience life with your family because they're only young once. Such a fun podcast. Thank you, Andrew. Guys, grab your flip-flops. Let's go. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at traveling.flipflops with two L's. Find us on the internet at www.travelingflipflops.ca. Thanks, guys, for following along and make sure to share this post. Enjoy your day. Go follow us at Traveling Flip Flops.